So, Jess. Yeah. It's been a busy week. It has. Crazy week. We're going to talk all about that when we get into the episode proper. You're the one who is like, what's our opening bit this week? And I was like, oh. Yeah. We're recording the latest we've ever record, <laughs> recorded, and we still didn't have time to think of a bit. So... Let's see what's in the paper. Oh, oh goodness. Let's see if we can just riff off what's in the paper. I have the Studio City Sherman Oaks Encino <laughs> News serving the neighborhoods of <laughs> Studio City Sherman Oaks Encino Noho and Valley Village. Uh, this is the February 2020 edition. And let's just see what we got. Um, from the desk of CD2, plans are moving ahead on much anticipated innovations that will improve commuting time across the region oh good yeah good. that's, that's good. good that's good yeah so uh los angeles world airports that's great that ties in too. commuting k car we've got a k car yeah. yeah so uh so that's funny that's funny from the desk yeah. right you can stop me any second okay let's stop It's a rainy LA day, so apologies if you can if you hear the us being very relaxed. Okay, yeah, the <laughs> yeah the raindrops falling on our AC unit outside of our window. <laughs> yes, so yeah, it actually has been a very very busy week for us. This is Tuesday. This is the latest we've ever recorded the episode. Yeah, and in the future, when people listen back, if people are like streaming our whole show, no, binging our whole show, who cares? <laughs> I'm just saying. They always stream the show, Dan. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they technically always stream the show. You know what I mean? If they binge the show in the future, who cares? I always hate it when I watch a YouTube show and I'm trying to get information yeah. on something specific and the guy rambles, rambles on for five minutes. Rambles not a word. Rambles on for five minutes about, sorry I haven't uploaded in a while. Sorry for this and sorry for we that. We do try to keep it to a minimum. Danny sometimes puts it in there and I cut it out in editing. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like, we've had a busy week. I'm like, they don't care. Cut. <laughs> but I'm only bringing it up this week because on Twitter, I was like, it's Tuesday afternoon. We haven't even recorded the episode for yeah. the midnight at, at on Wednesday re- release. So I was like, hey, everyone, here's the facts. <laughs> crazy week. Haven't released episodes. So let's not keep them in suspense because it's not really that bad. But this is something that Jessica's just wanted to share from our personal lives. So do you want to talk about it? I'm sure. Yeah. So we were this past week, my mom had to have surgery. Uh, They had to open up her back and put in new lumbar, like artificial lumbars. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to try and make a collapsible lung tummy and it just didn't, (laughs) it didn't work. I couldn't, I couldn't think of it fast enough. Right. That's fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so basically. They're not giving her a collapsible lung. No, she's getting like a new spine essentially. Or, well, she's got Those are close to replaceable hips. Yeah. They're connected. It's exactly. Because the hip bone's connected to the backbone. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um. That's my favorite Reliant K song. (laughs) The hip bone's connected to the collapsible lung. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's been a lot of back and forth from to and from the hospital this week. Right. And she is just now moving into a rehabilitation facility. And yeah. yeah. So. And it's been just so much driving around, yeah. dealing with stuff and no time for most anything else. And then Danny was sick. So. Yeah. And I was sick and we were going to record last night and I literally got so tired. It wasn't like, oh, I would have been tired on microphone. It was like, it was like, I was like, what? What? I was like, that's how t- I was like, I couldn't know what time it was. I was like out of it. I was like, so I was rambling. Yeah. Like, so it's been a rough week. <laughs> but you know what I said? I said, Jesus, take the wheel of this K car. Because <laughs> this week we're talking about K car. So that's the whole thing. If you saw it on Twitter live when I tweeted it. And thank you to those of you in- who reached out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it seems dramatic. I was like, I don't want to see... I was like, there's no way to tweet, hey, times are rough right now. Episode might not be out on time without everyone super worrying. And I really appreciate that. (laughs) But at the same time, like, you know, it's it's the person's in the hospital because they're supposed to be there. They're recovering from operation. So I just didn't want anyone to worry too much. But if you want to keep Jessica's mom in your prayers, please do. It would be amazing because we definitely want... Want a swift, swift recovery yes. from her. But yeah, this week we're talking about K-Car. <laughs> <laughs> I picked this song like a week ago. Any top of the show business? Yes, I do. I, I'm getting into that because this week I picked K-Car to commemorate that the All Work and No Playlist vinyl came out. That's right. Yes. And it's right over there. Everyone was getting their vinyls all week last week. Like, basically, when last week's episode came out. We were waiting. I know. We were waiting. Because I guess the further away you are from Nashville, where it shipped from, the longer you'd wait. So we're over here in California. And we had ordered two packages. We had one test pressing with a regular record and one of our t-shirts. And the other with a t-shirt and a second copy of us, for us, of the regular record. So now we have three copies of the record. And Which I was is like, good because the one copy of yeah. the record that we opened has Kinda was like, wobbly. Yeah, it has a warped surface, yeah. and it's like goes like, Ooh, like <laughs> <laughs> every time it yeah. spins around. It was really tough. You could really hear it on "Must Have Done Something." Right? I was like, yeah. "Must Have Done Something Right." It was yeah. <laughs> like the other songs. If they get louder, you don't hear the warble as much. Yeah. But "Must Have Done Something Right" is just too soft of a song yeah so yeah. we were very happy to have two, two copies because we were yeah. like oh maybe we'll give one use one as a giveaway yeah but i was also looking up how to flatten warped records because it's not that warped it's only slightly mm-hmm. warped you know the other thing is like i'm not super impressed people out there love their colored vinyl their clear vinyl their splatter vinyl i just like black vinyl yep and i absolutely do hear a difference like because they say black vinyl has the best audio quality like when you start getting to the materials they use for colored vinyl for clear vinyl for splatter vinyl those materials hold less of the science stuff (laughs) let me get technical here they hold less of the science stuff to make something sound good so black vinyl is like the best sound quality so whenever something's available in multiples I always, multiple versions, I always like to order the black vinyl. Yeah, we might actually end up listening more to the test pressing. (laughs) Because that is not on this, like, sort of clear splatter vinyl Mm -hmm. look that it's got going on. Those are just plain black. At the same time, the test pressing, by the way, has no indication that it's the Reliant K record. It's an orange sleeve yeah, with the logo, I guess, of the factory pressing plant. Yeah, it looks and it like just a, it says it looks test like a, pressing B. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a rainbow, but it's like 
all black. Well, it's like a vinyl record, I guess. It's like half a vinyl record. Oh, yeah. But kind of in the shape of a rainbow. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. It's been a week. <laughs> Very tired. Yeah, this is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then it says B, test pressing, and then underneath it gives the address of the place where they had it pressed. Yeah. So I picked K-Car because the song K-Car is not on the All Work and No Playlist vinyl, but it's where the band gets their name from. They get their name from the Reliant K, the car. Yeah, the Plymouth Reliant The Plymouth Reliant K. Or Reliant, yeah. And the logo of this record is a parody of the actual car logo. So I was like, well, then it's appropriate for us to do K-Car. Even though there's no self-titled record songs on this album and no air for free songs. Yeah. And there's only one. And no all work and no play songs. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Because the inside gatefold has this fun thing where it shows the track list of all of their albums, including Bird and the B-Sides. And it's blacked out. It's crossed out if the song's not on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So then you look at the self-titled and air for free and the whole list is crossed out yeah <laughs> yeah sad. and then they have like a like a yellow highlighter uh, over yeah. the songs that they did pick off of the albums and then one picture each for all the different like core lineups of the band so on yeah have, it's really cool yeah you have the original well the self-titled lineup with steven on drums over there then you have the matt matt brian and dave lineup which is my classic lineup then you have which one's next? The one without Ethan. This one. No, that one. Oh. Then you have Dave with John and John and Matt and Matt. And then you have John, John, Matt and Matt and Ethan. And then in the very back, you have just Matt and Matt. Yeah. So that's really cool that they... Yeah, yeah. that they that they paid homage to all the, the lineup. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love Whether it. they use songs It's a nice send-off now yeah. that they're breaking up. Oh, Danny. Oh, <laughs> I don't know Dan. Any, I don't have any information about that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Why would you do that? Fears, yeah. Um. <laughs> You'd rather, I, I think some f- people out there would rather I make like a coronavirus joke than make a Reliant K is breaking up joke. Yeah. Um, any other top of the show business? Yes. Um, we have some voicemails from last week. Nice. So this is someone new who's never called in before and Ooh. we'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, this is Gates for Nessie of Instagram. Uh, Thanks for the support on my poetry, by the way. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, my poetry was uh, something about iPods and screen brightness. So I'll pause there. Sorry, Jessica was about to take a sip because she's like, oh, we're still behind the, <laughs> the, the audio clip. I can take a sip. So I mentioned this before, but the way I promote the show is I just go through and I like everything that's tagged Reliant K. Like everything and everyone who ever makes a post that says Reliant K, I go through and I like it. That's like my grassroots free way of promoting the show. Because, mm-hmm. you know, hypothetically someone's going to see Sadie Hawkins pod like their thing and then be like, oh, what is Sadie Hawkins pod? Sounds like something I would want to check out. So I like this person's poem. And then when they left the voicemail, I was like, oh, I remember that post, but I didn't actually read it at the time. So I went back (laughs) to read it. (laughs) And the thing is, oh, man. So I have their, so their name is Gates Frenessy. Gates Frenessy. And I thought I had screen grabbed the poem that we're talking about because they must, because he must have just tagged it in, oop, tagged it as real. (laughs) Okay, I knocked some paper off the table anyway i wanted to read the poem because basically when i went back I and i read it i know you do i'm sure you do jessica loves poetry but the thing is it's like modern it's fun it's kind of yeah. humorous and stuff 
That sounds awesome. And I wanted to read it, and I have misplaced it. And Gates Furnessy has 13,000 posts on Instagram. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't know where this is. He's on his game. Maybe I'll find it next time. I could have sworn I took a screen get grab or I clicked save. So maybe we'll talk about it next week. But yeah, it was something about like an iPod and something like that. And it was actually kind of fun. It was a nice poem. Um, I would just pretend I didn't even... Re- I would just would pretend that I didn't even read it if I didn't like it. I definitely liked it. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have that. I apologize. Maybe next week. As we said, it's been a crazy week. So here's the rest of their voicemail. Yeah, I don't know. I, I had been listening to your podcast anyway, and you just happened to like my poetry. Uh, I guess I'm somewhat of a longtime fan of Reliant K going back to high school. Um my dad used to work in the post office and all the CDs that were going in the garbage, um, he would just like find some that were going in the garbage anyway and take them. And uh, so that's how I got their CD with like pressing on and kick off. Um, then I explored further into their earlier CD. Uh, the rest, the rest of it downloaded. Um, I really just like the early stuff anyway. Uh, anyway, Good podcast. I think I prefer you to Blink-155. Thanks for keeping it on point. Pretty good investigation concerning covers and things like that. Looks like you're looking beyond YouTube. Um, You're better than the Green Day podcast. You're probably on par with the Ween podcast. (laughs) A really good band with a strong following when someone's going to make a podcast covering every song. So uh, my regards. Uh, Take care. Don't get coronavirus. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we're better than Blink-155. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd be happy to hear that. I spoiled it. I was like, I didn't want Jessica to know before we did the episode, but I sent a clip of that to our Blink-155 friends. We have a messenger group with a bunch of people in LA who listen to Blink-155. And I sent that and Jessica knew all about it, so... <laughs> But yeah, I was curious what his story was about how his dad worked at the post office and there'd be a trash can filled with CDs. Yeah. I'm like, why are there so many forgotten CDs at the post office? I don't understand where they come from. Is it like, did they fall out of packages? Did people like leave their CDs at the post office? Or I don't know. I'm very confused and curious. First, you know. Leftovers from the CD club? What, what, what was that? Sometimes in Amoeba. Yeah, leftovers. Oh yeah, maybe leftovers of the CD club. That's a good point that could be that i was just gonna say like sometimes in amoeba the trash can on the way to the parking garage you'll find some cds there because they're cds that someone brought to try to sell and they weren't worth anything yeah and you can like grab those free cds that if they're not totally destroyed scratched who cares things um yeah so i'm thinking is it something like that but i'm like why at the post office (laughs) so that's that's what i'm curious about um but yeah apparently we're on par with the ween podcast so how about that nice uh, and then our intern checks in. Nice. <laughs> with this voicemail, David Catch Calls. Hi, Danny and Jeff. This is David from Denver. Uh, just calling because I want to say hi. Also wanted to fulfill my intern duty <laughs> since Jeff called me out last week. <laughs> uh, I believe Danny said, you can see my socks six times, Jeff. You are correct. Yes. Uh, but if you count the times that he was messing around with the name. He he did that like twice, so just add two, which would be eight. Also, I wanted to say that uh, the 
Bye Bye and Frenzy song that Danny was talking about is called A Flowery Song from their first album. And the chorus, which goes, which we all know, I forget how it goes right now, but it's called The the Doxology. Um, And it's pretty well known, as Danny had mentioned. Also, I had no idea that John... Warren was at the MSPX show. I was there too. Um, and it was a blast. And funny thing, uh, the first song that played in the house last week, I, at this point that I'm calling it was last week, was the first song that they played through the house was Reliant K's The One I'm Waiting For. I wonder if he noticed that. Anyways, back to the show. See you guys. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, our intern checked in. Let us know. I mentioned yeah. you can see my socks six times, and that was your guess. I got it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what's funny is Google Voice doesn't understand. I'm sure if it said Jessica, it would know. But it first it thinks it's Danny and Jeff. <laughs> then it says Jess called me. No, sorry. When he said Jess called me out, it says Jack called me out last week. <laughs> nice. It just can't figure out that Jess is a girl's name. So uh, what else did he say? I can be Jeff the girl. It's all good. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's the fire and frenzy thing. So yeah, the the fact that the song is called a flowery song and the fact that the chorus is based on the doxology, these are all things that are in my mind, but that just was not there to be called out at the time when I needed it last week. So I I appreciate David calling because I had forgotten already (laughs) that I couldn't call those things up to mind. So I think that's it for Top of the Show Business. We got our record, we got our test pressings, we got our t-shirts, we did the voicemails. And I do want to say that I had mentioned as we were like talking about the release and going through that track listing, uh-huh. and I had said that you know there were some songs where I was like, I don't know, I don't think that's going to flow. We sat today and listened to the oh, record right. all the way through, and everything really does flow really well. I mean, I say all the way through, but we, we skipped Deathbed, but you know, yeah. <laughs> we listened to most of the record all the way through. <laughs> and some I, someone asked me on Twitter, and I don't want to guess, I'll just go look for it later, if Savannah had baby or oasis on it it does not if um something no. else had but well, it, but forget and not slow down has has the con- next station next stop concord b yeah concourse b, b yeah concourse b and then must have done something right has a weird thing that i hadn't ever heard and we've already done that yeah. song on the show so we can't really go back to investigate but the opening part we should get you just can make your team you be better than mine because you're out of my league before the it kicks in we know that you're so cliche up to that point it's filtered to sound like it's coming through an old tinny radio yeah i don't think i can rip the i don't have the equipment i need to get the equipment to rip vinyls but i'm just gonna make my i'm gonna use gold wave and make my own <laughs> version this is what it sounds like See, so that's what they did on the vinyl. And I'm like, did that ever exist anywhere else? Because then I forwarded, I actually picked up the needle and went to the end of the song to see if they had the fade out or if they cut the song off naturally in studio because they cut the song off naturally in studio for the pre-release single. Right. But then on the record, it's a fade out. Well, it's a fade out on 
the greatest picks vinyl. So it's just a weird thing that they like tweaked once. They seem to have tweaked one song. There might be other tweaks that yeah. we couldn't hear through the speakers, but that was the most obvious tweak that we heard. Yeah, because we actually we listened to that song on the test pressing first because Danny was like, "Oh, I just want to listen to the test pressing," right. and before we listened to the main record, and he happened to choose that side. I don't right. remember which side it is now, and. When that came on, we were like, oh, is this just like some weird, like faulty test right. thing? And then we listened to it on the the main album and we were like, nope, this was just the choice. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. I'm wondering, and I'm just wondering, was that something that has existed? Or we did have they just... the five score vinyl. We could go listen oh, to yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's see. right. Well, we got it recently <laughs> and we haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. We've listened to. The Forget Not Slow Down, because we got them all in that big package from Luke Morrow. Yeah. And the five score one is just the last one that we haven't listened to yet. I mean, we could pause and go do it right now. We could, but let's just keep going. <laughs> let's forget and not slow let's down. Let's just forget and not slow down. Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess that's how the show business. So we can talk about K-Car. Yeah. This song is so rockin'. This song is so <laughs> punk. <laughs> is it? Is it? Because my note on the song is it's like super amateurish in a very charming way. Yeah. So this song, when I was, until like 40 minutes ago, I had not listened to this song in years. (laughs) That's that's also crazy that we have waited the longest we've ever taken to record an episode ever. And Jessica still didn't find the time to at least listen to the song. Like I did, I did my YouTube research as light as it was, because there's not a lot for this song in fan in like in online fandom. And then, but then you told me you were going to do the deep dive. I did the deep dive. So I just didn't. And we thought we would do a big research project on the history of the k car itself the actual car yeah but i don't think we're gonna do that because it's just too much to add to our i'll I'll read what's nice is they are relying k so we can talk about that almost anytime in a slow episode it's true yeah yeah so when i listened to it i listened to the version off of the self-titled right and i was thinking man this is so like rough and in a way that i do enjoy Mm-hmm. Um, but like the the instrumental sounds really great, and then it's the vocals that are a little rough. For, I think on the self titled, right? And then I'm like, oh, this is the this is actually the second song. this is the yeah. second to last song on um, the self titled, but it's the very first song. Well, it's on... the last official track on the album because right. there's a hidden track that we're not talking about this week. Right? We, we'll do a, we'll do punk rock picnic and heavy metal and all those things. There's like multiple hidden tracks. Yeah, on this so it's album technically or associated with this album, yeah. and we'll do those separately. Sorry, I have my hands up to my face. I probably sound weird, but we're just talking about K Car, and yeah, it closes essentially the self-titled album, but it opens the demo, all work and no play. And my goodness, I can't believe anyone picked them up and continued listening after they heard this version. I forgot to mention. <laughs> that's funny that you mentioned that because I last week we played a little clip from the local wave this podcast that interviewed uh, Hoops three years ago, four years ago. And I, everyone should go check it out because it's like the best, they call it, they call the episode an oral history of Reliant K. And it's basically true. Like he goes kind of chronologically through the mm-hmm. history of the band and how things happened. And we played one, we played the portion of the episode talking about how they didn't get signed to Capitol. They simply moved up to Capitol because they were all part of EMI. Right. Um, he talks about how they got signed to Goatee in the first place. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if... 
I'm assuming it must have been all work and no play. He says the demo, and I don't remember if he says the all work and no play demo or just some other demo. But he goes, and they, because they worked with Mark Lee Townsend on this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Mark Lee Townsend at one point, apparently, you know, whatever year this would be, somewhere in the late 90s before we know Reliant K is on Goatee Records, Mark Townsend is meeting with Toby Mac. And he says, and he's like, so, well, you know, what, what kind of, you know, what's, what's out there? Like, play me some artists. And he's playing him some stuff. And he's, he, there's some like CDs he's had around, some demos. And I don't know if they're all things he worked on or just things he's been hearing about from cities or whatever. And he's like, okay, that's good. That's all great. It's all interesting. Maybe I'll look into those. What you got? Is there anything else? And he's like, oh, well, I got this one thing. It's a rock, it's a, like a rock pop punk band like and mark the way hoops explained it mark lee townsend was not thinking this is worth playing for toby mac <laughs> but then when he, he when he played it toby mac was like this is great <laughs> and then and thank bas- goodness for that <laughs> and basically signed them like there and i'm wondering what's the impetus behind that because i mean yeah reliant k is if i'm not mistaken they're the only rock band on goatee records right if there's another one, I'm just not thinking of it. And I don't think they're, I don't know. We had no, def, maybe, definitely, because we bought that Goaty Records Video Vault CD just for the Relay K rec- uh, videos that are on it. Yeah, the, the and, VHS tape. We got a No, VHS. no, we got, the, we got the DVD. Oh, did remember? we get the DVD? Remember I bought the DVD? Oh, that's right. And I put it in and we were like, I was like. I, I also bought a VHS tape. Right. We bought a VHS tape of like, wow, 2001 or something like that. Oh, remember? yeah, yeah. But yeah, and I was watching, I was like, I never, because I was a big, I was big into record labels, because I loved ska punk and skate punk and all this stuff. So if a band, if I found a band I liked, I would start investigating their record label. And I guess at the time, I must have investigated Goaty Records, and I'd be like, oh, Reliant K is like their novelty (laughs) rock band. Right. But yeah, there was nothing else. So it's just so funny. Like, what was, what did, what did... Toby Mac here on this song. It would have been probably this song, right? right I assume. the very first song, but oh my gosh, when I put it on, I was like, because I was thinking, I was like, you know, maybe they just, you, you know, use that same demo recording for no. the self-title. No, yeah. not not at all. No. Not at all. Just a, a definite change yeah. in quality and how they play the instruments in the song itself. So my, so the funny thing that I have, that I think about this song, and I have specific notes about why, but I think that the writing of this song is super amateurish in a fun way. Like, it is not a very well-written song. There, it's not a bad song in that it is a song. You know what I mean? It's like it's, just it's between, a song. It exists. Yeah, it's like the difference between like when people are like, "Oh, Tommy Wiseau is the worst film director of all time," or Ed Wood is the worst film director of all time. Well, you know what? They know how to actually light a scene so you can see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like they know how to actually point the camera at the people who are talking. Like the actual worst directors of all time well, have made movies that are. I, you're like, giving a little bit too much credit to Tommy Wiseau, Danny. He had other people who did that for him yes. and he just went oh yes put camera yes, here exactly like... exactly but my point is when it comes to music if i say a song like this is amateurish there are songs out there that are just so bad they're not even listenable <laughs> this is a listenable song but i just yeah. know it's amateurish and i don't think it was worth putting on the self-titled album you know what i mean like i think this is a this is a fun yeah. song that i enjoy i actually enjoy listening to this and i would pro- and i will listen to this song again throughout my life 
but as a as like a as like a first statement to the world of here we are we're relying k here's our self-titled record ending the album with this song like at the very least this song itself should have been a hidden track like this song is i think it's poorly I, I, written yeah. i have comments about the actual structure of the song i would imagine it's there and it's listed on like what is it punk rock picnic or right. whatever it's called and I, w- I would imagine that's there, an official song, and it's listed so that people g- got it. Like, because of the difference in spelling, they're like, oh, Reliant K, like the car. Right. So they see a song on the thing, they yeah. turn it over, and they say, oh, K car. Oh, I get it. It's yeah. like the car. I guess in a way, this is probably, and I, d- I definitely thought of this at the time. I'm like, oh, this is like their, this is like their mission statement song. This is their theme song as a band. Because they're named after the Reliant K, and they're like, here's a song called Reliant K. Like, Green Day has a song called Green Day. I actually think they wrote it when they weren't called Green Day, and they took that song as their title. If I could be mistaken on that, but there mm-hmm. is a song called Green Day by the band Green Day. So you're, you know, you see that. Or Bad Company has a song called Bad Company <laughs> off the album Bad Company. You know what I mean? Like, there's no song... There's no self-titled song in the Reliant K discography, but there is this song, which is the closest thing. Their Reliant, their band is called Reliant K. This song's called K Car. I just don't think, and the the problem that I have with it being on the self-titled record is as rough as the self-titled record's production is. A song like this, being as amateurishly written as it is, needs a fully amateurish sound. I think this song plays better sounds better and just feels better on all work and no play interesting i think it's just i mean i'm not saying people should like this song i'm just saying if you have an affinity or an understanding or a love for amateurish like backyard punk bands which i do because i was never in one but i had tons of friends who were and i would go to their shows and i supported their band street team style and stuff their band street team style if you have an understanding and a love for that sort of thing, then hearing a band that went on to be a major band like this and hearing this, you know, this stage is fun. And you can imagine them being just like a backyard band and just trying their best and putting all their effort into writing one song. And it sounds not that great in the end, but they spent weeks writing it, so they've got to record it. Um, there do are similar things. Do you know things. why this yeah. version, the version off of All Work, No Play is better, Danny? Because Teeson's British. Because he's British. Because <laughs> British Teeson's back. What's this K car? We don't have those in England. That's right. Because I never. Because oh, Matt Teeson sings in a false British accent on the demo. It's so funny. It's so cringy and wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and it's something that I had forgotten about for a minute because I hadn't listened to All Work and No Play in a minute. And then mm-hmm. when I put on the All Work No Play version, I was like, oh, "That's right, right." <laughs> so it's I, like a treat every time. It's like it's like a little treasure. It's a little present every time. So let's just play a second of the demo version of K Car, so people hear what we're talking about. Oi, oi, it's me, <laughs> British Tyson. <laughs> All walking, no play, governor. 
So, yeah, it's... Mike, do you get what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. I don't think the song K-Car should have left this album. Because there's other songs on here, like Kojak and Register and B-Rad. <laughs> and William. And William. And that, Curb or C-U-R-B. Right. I, I think Curb might be have morphed into another song that we oh, do okay. know. I can't remember what it is right now, though. I haven't li- I didn't listen all the way through it right. this time. But um, I have some notes after really listening to this song again. Like I said, I don't think they should have... I don't think they should have bothered redoing this song in its form mm-hmm. for the self-titled record. I think out of all the songs on there, it sounds the most like a half-baked song. It's very simple. Yeah, it's very simple. Um, I guess that's the that is the charm of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I get why it's on there. Now I get why it's on there. It's kind of their. It's like I said, it's their theme song in a way. I understand. But my I had actually specific notes on. How I think they should have restructured this song okay. before they put it on the self-titled record. So basically, I think it all comes down to the guitar solo. And we had another song in the last, maybe it was Softer to Me. Like the, the, the guitar solo for Softer to Me comes in way too soon. Remember that? I think it was Softer to Me. But it's like basically like your heart. It's a short. I mean, they're both short songs. They're both less than three minutes. They're both punk rock length. They're like two minutes and something change. But they're both on all work, no play. Yes, exactly. But when you have like when you do one chorus and verse and then you launch into a guitar solo, like when the guitar solo is smack dab in the center of the song, something feels cattywampus about that to mm-hmm. me. Like a guitar solo should be like three quarters through the song. Or you can, what I thought when I listened to K-Car, like if I was Mark Lee Townsend, I would listen to K-Car and my notes would have been, well, I wrote down, I dislike the placement of the guitar solo just after one round of verse and chorus. Maybe it should have been a tiny solo right there. So when they do the first, we got a K-Car and then they go into the guitar solo. I think they should have just done a tiny guitar solo, then go back into the verse chorus and then Brandon Evil gives them a call, and then you launch into the full guitar solo. Basically, I think they should have ended the song with the guitar solo, especially in its placement on the self-titled album, to just end the album with a fun little guitar solo. It would have fixed what I feel is the problem, the out-of-whack, the sort of out-of-balance structure of the song, which is fine on a demo, but on their first major studio album, I just think they should have taken that guitar solo that's only happens 60 seconds into the song and ended the album with it, mm-hmm. not counting the hidden tracks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would have fixed the yeah. song for the self-titled. I think the way it exists on the All Work and No Play is exactly how it should and could exist. Those are my thoughts on that. <laughs> so I do think that this album, I think this song, because it's not, a, because it is such a, simply written song it Mm -hmm. just belongs in a demo and i think it sounds best on the demo right and because like my note is the snare drum is super loose when they're Mm -hmm. hitting that snare it just sounds so loose it sounds like saint anger it's like i was like (laughs) it's got that extra little rattle yeah that extra rattle that slightly that slight reverb Mm -hmm. echo to it the drums just the drum work and isn't a different drummer on on the demo right it's not even steven it's not even steven Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Tom Frescone. Frescone. Todd Frescone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Todd Frescone played drums on the demo on All Work and No Play. And then Steven was the drummer on just the first album. So I love their clip art. Yeah, it's like clip art. For, it, that's <laughs> what the whole album cover is made out of clip, clip art, art from like a but clip art CD-ROM. But then the disc actually looks legit, which I'm surprised about. I thought for sure it was just going to be like a like a CDR. Paper, well, yeah, apparently this CDR. was because I got this with the membership to the fan club in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We gotta turn that down. <laughs> we have an ET clock. It yeah. goes off. It's this ET phone home. It's a it's a it's an ET. It's like a standing ET yeah. like, statue with a clock in his chest, and every hour his head pops up and he says ET go home, phone home. Yeah, I usually remember to turn it off before we start recording, and I forgot today. Right. So my, anyway, my copy of the album is from the fan club re-release. And I didn't know that there is any printed difference. In my mind, for years, I always assumed, like, they just had a a crate of these. Yeah. And we're like, let's give them away to the fan club. Like, That's possible. I'm talking about during the second or third album this fan club started. But when you look on Discogs now, and so recently I found out there is a difference on the website between the original demo pressing and the fan club re-release that I I own. Um, I don't really know how they can tell that, but they can. And but the thing is, I knew lots of bands who like literally there's no record of them online anymore, mm-hmm. and their CDs would look professionally printed. They oh, might not okay. have a barcode on the back, but you you know people kids would kids my age at the time, if they had a printer and a CDR burner at home, they could make their own. CDs, demos, and yeah. sell them, you know? Yeah, but, but they usually have those paper labels, not like a nice, yeah, like, molded exactly. Well, this, they usually just go to a printing press, oh, I or guess. a printing company, and just have these made. All right, fine. I mean, that's what they do. Like, anyone can do that. <laughs> and anybody, I mean, I don't know if there's less factories nowadays, but especially back then, anyone could go to any, and it's, I don't think it's like, I think, unless I'm mistaken, I think, like, Lots and lots of CD pressing. Yeah, there had to be like millions of oh, CD yeah. pressing factories, unlike records, where now we're like down to like a handful of record companies left in the world. But even in the early 2000s, there was probably not that many more. But like there are multiple CD manufacturing companies in every city. Still to this day, because I think you have to print CDs and things for business, not right. just for entertainment, yeah. but for business, for medical purposes. Like people still need professionally printed CDs. Playstations and Xboxes are still taking <laughs> right. discs. Well, I'm sure those are done in like a next generation, probably. Right, but I was gonna say I'm sure those are printed in like Asian countries oh, and stuff. True. So basically, the sloppiness of the recording and especially the sloppiness of the drum in it's the, all sloppy. the demo matches the sloppiness of the songwriting. To yeah. Me. The demo is real messy. Oh, I wrote, I basically already said this, but my note to remind myself to say this was probably would have been better not to try and polish this song for the self-titled album, but cute that they tried. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the lyrics, because this is a very simple Christian thing and this is almost like yeah. a nursery rhyme Danny to tell was, children was making jesus take the wheel jokes all week and i didn't really get it and then i listened to it and i was like oh they do sing that it's in god's hands and for some reason i just block that out of my i don't my think mind well i have so yeah memory. so we can read the whole lyrics it's 
is it just a car or is it so much more? It's a superstar with the gas on the floor. Now, I know that they mean the gas pedal, but sometimes when I, I think the gas on the floor, I'm like, oh, no, you poured gas on the floor of your car. That's dangerous. <laughs> Zero to 60 in remarkable time. It's the automobile that's the top of the line. We got a K car on the road of life. We got a K. We're going to get far if the driver's Christ. So basically, especially if you know, because I did your deep dive, and the problem with the deep dive Googling about this song is you get thousands of results that are all just the basic bio of the band. Because the band was named after Matt Hoops's crappy car. Yeah. Yeah. M- Matt Hoops, apparently, his, his... Oh, you know what? It's funny that we have the new caller who... who uh, his parent worked for the post office, because that's apparently what Matt Hoops's aunt did if i'm getting this right david katz should please fact check us (laughs) here our intern (laughs) but i believe that matt hoops's aunt worked for the post office and she had this car that she just rode into the ground working for the post office oh uh which i guess she didn't drive the truck i guess she had a car for some reason or did something and then they gave that car to Matt Hoops. And then the day, and then I, saw, I found this interview where Matt Hoops is explaining, like, Matt Thiessen saw the car and he's like, what's up with this car? It's it's falling apart and it's hilarious, <laughs> but it's also kind of awesome. And he was just happy to have a car. Right. And I had a car like that. I had a um, 85 Honda Accord was my first car. And it was a real piece of garbage, but I was just so happy to have a car that I could drive around and, like, go to shows and go to record stores and video stores and do my own thing with that it was awesome even if you have a real beat up car it's basically an ironic love song to their car to the car that matt hoops and matt Thiessen apparently drove around in as they were forming this idea of starting a band you get what i'm saying yeah i think i feel like a lot of pop punk bands would write a song like this i can't think of other ones there's a millen collins song on the uh, Penny Bridge Brigade, Penny Bridge Pioneers, that's just, it's like a love song to his car. There's that Queen song. <laughs> that's oh, like yeah, a love song yeah. to the car. <laughs> but just having this sort of like ironic love song to a crappy car, but just loving the freedom it gives you, you know? Yeah. And it kind of makes sense. But then I feel like the whole adding the Christ line into it is just kind of like shoehorning, like, hey, we're a Christian punk band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it comes from a super genuine place. I think it's just like, hey, we're a Christian punk band, so we got to mention a Christian thing in here. And and God is driving, uh, uh, the driver is Christ of our K-car. And then, is it just a car? Is it so much more? It's a superstar with the gas on the floor. In a drag race, all the, other, all the, all the others fall. And Brandon Ebel just gave us a call. Now, do you know who Brandon Ebel is? I do not. I didn't think you would. He's the creator of tooth and nail records oh yeah nice so and it's funny so they're they're, so they obviously they wrote this song before you know they ended up getting signed to goatee records so they had this dream so it's it's kind of a fitting little uh simile that they're uh, there's they have a ton of like budding talent but they're essentially a crappy little christian punk band from canton ohio yeah. And but they got a lot of pep and a lot of go get them attitude. And they're like, yeah, Brandon Evil's calling us up to sign us to tooth and nail. <laughs> but the simile is that their car is a falling apart, like has hundreds of thousands of miles on it, Reliant K car. And it's actually a piece of garbage, but it's got a lot of go get them pep as well. And it's taking them around doing what they need to do. Um, and then it's funny. Sorry. 
that this was the first song probably that Toby Mac heard that he decided to sign them to Goatee Records because in the song they're named from Brandon Evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they didn't even get signed to Tooth and Nail. On the Tooth and Nail, there's a Tooth and Nail history podcast called Labeled. And there was one point in there, and I tried to find it, but I couldn't go back and listen to every episode of that show to try to find right. it. Um, there is a moment in there where he, they, they talk about, in an early episode of the current season of that show, where he talks about all the bands they could have signed or that they met with that they didn't sign, bands that went on to be big with other labels. And Reliant K is one band that he mentioned. Like, there was a chance for us to, to sign Reliant K, but it just didn't work out or whatever. And then he says Brandon Evil is aware of the fact that this song existed. Hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to get that clip, but I couldn't find it in time. I don't know if you came across this in your deep dive or not, Danny. Okay. I don't know what your Hoops' car was, Mm -hmm. but the Reliant and the Airs, Aries, Mm -hmm. uh, were selected together as Motor Motor Trend Magazine's Car of the Year for 1981. Oh, nice. And Matt Hoops was born in 1981, and his pedal company (laughs) is called 1981. Oh, that makes sense. It's all coming together. I think Tyson was 80. Maybe he was 81 as well can't remember now okay well yes i did your deep dive i think i let me just double check my notes i think i talked everything i want to talk about this song oh i just want to say for years so i've thought about this song more often than i've probably listened to it in the last 15 years but occasionally it'll pop up in my head and the lyrics that i sing in my head are we got a k car it's a metaphor for christ yeah we got a k car (laughs) i can confirm he does this yeah because sometimes he'll just sing it around the house. Right. And this isn't a thing, because I definitely do the thing where I mess with lyrics and joke around with lyrics on purpose. In this case, it was like, I don't, I never really memorized the lyrics to K-Car as simple as they are. Right. And they are not necessarily that easy to suss out on your own. Uh, so I was just like, this is, these lyrics are good enough. They're close enough. <laughs> the K-Car is a metaphor for Christ. So I wanted to show you one thing real quick before... So that we got into uh, sort of deep dive stuff. There wasn't a lot. There weren't a lot of. Um, there weren't a lot of covers of this song. In fact, there's only one. Oh, wow. <laughs> but one thing is I, it Princes of the Sun? It is. Of course it is. <laughs> this is for the Princes of the Sun. So anyway, but I did find this fan art by Happy Ambassador Art. And happy and ambassador and art all have a period between them. And they did this drawing of K-Car oh, where Jesus cute. is driving the car. Oh, yeah. And they're kind of like... That's adorable. Yeah. It's kind of like impressionistic, like flat drawing. I'm going to share this online. I mean, it says it says right here on the <laughs> Reliant K uh, wiki that Chrysler marketed the car as being able to seat six Americans. Oh, this is the official Wikipedia of the car. Yeah. Well, there's only five people in this car. There's four in the back and... Jesus in the front. <laughs> that famous saying. Four in the back, Jesus, in the, in, the back, Jesus in the front. <laughs> so I didn't do a lot of research about the Reliant K itself, but I guess, like, what's the name of the guy? Does it say the name of the guy who was responsible for it? Because I believe he was basically, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, try- I'm going completely off memory. He maybe worked with Ford, or he definitely didn't work with Plymouth. He was trying to get whatever car company he worked with at the time to do, like, a front-wheel drive car that more mm. people would afford like a car basically I don't know. This that had is the handling so long this like the history on the wikipedia is like so long and it man- mentions every single american car company so there are two 
YouTube videos I found that explain the history of the Plymouth Reliant or the Plymouth Cake series, whatever it's called. And neither of them are great to play on the podcast because one, the guy is in one of them, the guy is mumbling really badly. And underneath is like an is like an actual like AM like a rock song. Like mm. I can't remember what, like the Ronettes, like an actually, you know, like a car culture staple song is right. playing underneath the whole time. And then the other one is basically like a pseudo red letter media wannabe guy, but talking about cars. Okay. Like fr- like frantic, borderline offensive jokes as he's talking about the history. Like he oh, thinks wow. he's Mr. Plinkett. And, like, cuts away and does little voices. And, like, I was like, Jessica would hate this. <laughs> but And, like, he definitely does, like, offensive jokes. Like, actually flat-out offensive okay. jokes. That I was like, these are probably not appropriate for our show. But, yeah, the K-Car is a car. It existed. It actually, so, when, oh, and, like, I guess, what was the guy's name? Who invented the K-Car? Uh, and we're back. So, we just quickly took a little dinner break for a minute. And we watched <laughs> these two YouTube videos I was talking about before. There's two YouTube videos which will kind of give you the overall information about the Plymouth Reliant K. You're not actually recommending that one, are you? No, I'm going to mention that it exists. I already mentioned that it existed before we went on our little break. (laughs) Because, yes, Jessica watched it. The the YouTube channel Regular Cars uploaded a video about the Reliant K. And like I told you, so it wasn't as... So I knew there were like dirty jokes in it, but it really just there's one dirty joke that's completely pointless. And then like he occasionally goes into like the Mr. Plinkett voice. Like that's why I mentioned it reminded me of Red Letter Media. So he's like clearly deriving from other more successful YouTube channels. You know, <laughs> yeah, like if I had a YouTube channel, I wouldn't like purposely rip off the character voice of like one of the bigger YouTube channels out there. Right. Anyway, yeah, Jessica's watching this, like, it goes back and forth between, like, he's very measured and giving you actual information right. about the Reliant K, <laughs> and then does these horrible jokes about penises or whatever. It's like... Right. <laughs> so, there's that one. And then the other one that I had seen was by Car K Carman 88 April, hello. Hi, April. <laughs> you finally joining us? Well, um... <laughs> So by K-Car Man 88 gave some real information about the K-Car, but the volume on the YouTube video is way, way, way down. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Route 66. You just keep hearing the song Route 66 in right. the background. So basically, I guess the thing about the K-Car, it saved Chrysler. Like the Chrysler Corporation was doing badly. And Lee Iacocca, Lee Iacola, mm. <laughs> Lee Iacocca, whatever his name is, he left whatever company he was at. Joined Chrysler, got this huge loan from the government, and then they paid off the government loan ahead of time, invented the K car, you know, invented the K car. It was a huge success. They paid off the loan early. Apparently, it was a revolution in the economy world of cars. Right. Yeah. Which is like Reliant K. They were a revolution in the economy world of music. music. Yeah. We. We do about as, I don't know. <laughs> the K-Car exists. We'll learn more about it some other time. Yeah. Yeah. We're just talking about Like the you song. said, because I felt really bad that I hadn't had enough time to do, like, research this week. Right. And then I was like, but like you pointed out, 
it's the name of the band. We right. can talk about it anytime. <laughs> and like I said, it's so I did your deep dive this week and it was hard to do because when you search in quotation marks Reliant K K car, almost every web page that like aggregates music information about bands has the exact same bio. It's like right. the four boys from Canton, Ohio who <laughs> named themselves after one member's K car. Right. Like that same sentence exists on hundreds of websites. So you can't really find a lot of particular information about the song. Um, but I did find this interview Ooh. on Caesars.com, Atlantic City. What is this website? blog.caesars.com so for like the hotel and casino i'm wondering is that what it is i guess it is huh did oh yeah Reliant yeah do a big, it is that's exactly what it is did they do a big casino tour they must have played the casino in atlantic city the caesar's casino or something because that's what it is it's an interview with uh relying case matt hoops chats up chats up show at house of blues atlantic city and more so yeah, there you go. The interviewer oh, right, said, "Right, because the uh, the House of Blues is at the Caesars." Oh, is it? I I think it is. I'm oh, pretty okay. sure. Uh, Actually, I have a friend who used to work there. I could uh, I could text her right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the interviewer at Caesars asks, "You guys are named after your car. He had a Plymouth Reliant K. What was it about your name of that car that you wanted to name your band after?" That's a very confusingly written question. (laughs) Matt Hoops takes it in stride and replies. It was a bit of an inside joke. Oh, this must be the interview I was talking about earlier. I thought it was an audio interview, but this is actually what I found. My grandmother used to use it as a mail carrier car out in the country. Okay, so that answers. I was trying to speak off of memory before. Uh, My grandmother... And it wasn't his aunt. I was also wrong about that. My grandmother used to use it as a mail carrier car out in the country. Oh, okay. She lived on a farm and she was a mail carrier. So she had this old beat up car she used for that. She gave it to me when I was 16 and I was super stoked to have a car. But it was just like, he didn't say like, but it was just falling apart and rusting out. I put a bunch of band stickers on the back and it was somehow... And it this just... sounds just like the car Danny had when I met him. Right, yeah. The, 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 I was talking about that, the Accord. The bottom? No, oh, no. No, the, the... Oh, the Corolla. Yeah. I had a Corolla when I met the you. The bottom was held together with duct tape. Oh, my gosh. It was not like the... No, it was just like... A, <laughs> there's like There was like a rubbery plastic portion of the underside of the bumper that had cracked at some point and was flapping on the road as you drive. And I taped it up at some point, and then it was still falling off, so I just took a pair of scissors and I cut it off. Uh, I put a bunch of band stickers on the back, and it was just somehow became an inside joke that it was impressing all the ladies with my really cool car. There was this one night we were out to dinner, and it was the first time that Matt Thiessen had heard about it when we started playing music together, and he was like, what is this K car? It's so funny. And he was just laughing about it and said that we should call our band name that. It just stuck. There's no real reason to it. It's just kind of an inside joke that stuck. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of didn't think. I 
didn't occur to me. I mean, I know we were basically saying this, but it didn't click in my brain until this moment that they're singing about a specific car in that was Matt Hoops, mm-hmm. Hoops's, and the band name is from that car. This sounds obvious and like what we were talking about, but it actually didn't really click in my brain oh. that the same car is specific. They named themselves after one specific k-car right it's not like one of them was a fan of the k-car in general lee iacocca fan with a poster of him on the wall they had this one particular k-car in their life yes they wrote a song about that car and they named their band after that car so it kind of makes sense that this is like their early theme song for the band yeah because this is the convergence of the the origin of this moment in the band even though matt hoops is just like it's just a dumb inside joke that just kind of stuck we're just kind of stuck with it Mm-hmm. So many band names kind of come from that Weezer, I think, is like that. Maybe, um, you know. Uh, I think Smashing Pumpkins was. Was it? Also, it was just kind of like a, like a weird inside joke thing. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh, another thing I found out about from the deep dive is that. This is so nice. I didn't have to do anything I know. this week. I'm just sitting here like, what did you find? So on Setlist FM, and as we talked about, when you get into the early 2000s and the late 90s, Setlist FM is totally unreliable. So I'm not sure if I ever saw this song live. Not really sure. I could have absolutely in the first few years that I would see the band. Mm -hmm. It's possible they played it. I don't have a clear memory that they did. From the early days, and we'll play this video later, the only set list that's saved from like the year 2000 is that Detroit basement <laughs> youth group show that we come back to once that in a while. That all the kids are super on. Yeah, that all the kids yeah. have no idea who, who's playing for them. Right. They, I hate all of them. They've, they're all taking it for granted. <laughs> and I don't care if it's like, well, you didn't know it was a Reliant K back then. I went to shows exactly like that. I went to that, what was it, Salvation Army camp show with like 20 right. other people. And I was up in the front row the whole time. And the front row was just me and a couple other people. <laughs> Like, I don't care. These kids yeah. are, like, walking around. They got their backs to the stage. Oh, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Anyway, the only two things listed on Setlist FM for this song are that show. And in 2013, in, oh, 2012. In 2012, in Canton, they did a show that we've played clips from before because there are some early performances of Collapsible Lung songs at this same Canton oh, hometown right. show. Yeah. They opened the set with half of K-Car. Oh. And I could not find any video of it. And I was super oh, upset because I found out because every time we've talked about a collapsible lung song, I find that concert. I found because multiple people are like first time playing Boomerang. And then there's like five people have taken a made right. a video and said the first time this song's been played. Yeah. Well, a lot of people now I actually watched almost every video I could of that show, hoping someone actually did this. It, yeah. especially since it was the opening of the show i don't care if you've forgotten yeah. what the song is just show the them anytime, taking the stage anytime you go to a show now they people always have their phones up immediately yeah. and like, this is 2012 but the still open. they should yeah. then too because there were still smartphones by 2012 so jesusfreakhideout.com <laughs> has a review of that <laughs> night december 9th 2012 the accursal arcreal Ecreel, A-U-R-I-C-L-E. I'm sorry, I don't know. Oh, wait, 
Siri can tell us. Hold on. Oracle. Oracle. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I would spell Oracle differently, but yeah. I guess that's okay. The Oracle with an A. After having a somewhat low-key year, Reliant K decided to put together a few end-of-year shows that were aptly titled the Reliant K Christmas Homecoming Shows, with two scheduled in the birthplace of the band, Canton, and one scheduled in Nashville, where most of the band members currently reside. And this would be with still with Ethan and John and John. Uh, I was fortunate to catch the second show in Canton. It was roughly an hour from where I lived, and boy, it was beyond worth it. Right off the bat, I knew the night was going to be one for the books. Reliant K announced via their Facebook and Twitter accounts that opening bands, <laughs> five score, seven years, to contributing factor. <laughs> Where is it? They opened the show at K Car. Where is it? I'm in an app. That, I'm in an app that won't let me uh, Listeners, control fine. Who, who do you prefer reading the articles, Danny or me? <laughs> Vote now. <laughs> I think it's Jessica, because I get bored. <laughs> I get bored reading articles. I'm like, if there isn't something in it immediately, I don't want to read it no more. <laughs> I was just trying to find where he just, where they he talks about them playing K-Car. Because now they're talking about the... There's, it's a full review of the show, including the opening bands. Well, it should be somewhere towards the beginning, right? Because it's No, the... because they're talking about the opening bands. Oh, okay, well... Scroll down to you see Reliant K and then backtrack from there. <sighs> I don't do this for a living. You do. <laughs> they played The Lining is Silver. They played both Failure to Excommunicate. Nice. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Finding the, This is a very long sentence with a lot of commas. After about a 45-minute set change and dealing with some minor setbacks such as assisting a girl who had fainted a few minutes before Relaine K played, the Ohio Rockers, they should just change their name to Ohio Rockers. The Ohio Rockers started off their show with a bang as they opened with their hit, Who I Am, Hates Who I've Been. Oh, well, this is is incongruous to what I was led to believe. (laughs) Off their popular Mm Mm-hmm album, they immediately went into High of 75... And then really pulled out a surprise by playing the intro and first verse of K-Car. Okay, oh, okay. so apparently... Well, Setlist FM lists K-Car first. Gotcha. And I didn't read this paragraph fully from their subtitled album. And then turned into a medley of sorts by quickly transitioning to Hoops, I Did It Again. That's great. From their third album, Two Lefts, Make a Right. Don't Make a Right. But how many <laughs> lefts can you make? <laughs> Hopefully more than three. Reliant K played a massive set of 23 songs that night with two new songs and five Christmas songs and at least one song off each album sans their B-side record. I was actually surprised by this since they usually play The Lining of Silver during their live shows. But nonetheless, it was a very satisfying set list to say the least. I thought that you said The Lining of Silver was on the list. No? I didn't say that. Oh, never mind. Are we talking about the record? The Lining of Silver is on the record. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i just wasn't paying attention okay that's all right sorry we all know it's been a rough week for us so i'm surprised we're I'm, I'm at least we've made it this far which is the song we're talking about this week okay so house of blues is not at the caesar sorry. okay <laughs> it was at the showboat casino and it was demolished years ago my friend just, oh. who used to work there just weighed in okay <laughs> well let's because we don't actually have any covers and stuff to watch, let's discuss some songmeanings.com. Because there's only four comments. There's not a lot for this song, 
which is kind of surprising because it's their theme song. It's their big hit. Um, so Food Lover Is Me 17 years ago <laughs> said, Yay, I'm the first one to comment in here. This song is so cute, haha. It's saying you will get far in life if you have a Christ. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. I read it wrong, but it's still not far off. It says, it's saying you will get far in life if you will have a Christ. What? Is it Mario? If you have, if you have Christ. It's not have a Christ. It's a have Christ. Saying in saying in the road of life, if you're in a car and Jesus is the driver, then what? you're good, man. You're good. What? The song is saying that if you let Jesus take the wheel, then well, I got Carrie that Underwood won't skid off the road into a, into a snowplow or whatever. What? Yeah, that's what that song's about. Did Jesus what? take the wheel? That's a Carrie Underwood song? Apparently. I didn't know that. Oh, until I thought I it was up. some like old... I don't know, 80s or 90s. No, it's a like, newer song. I knew it was a newer oh. song, but I didn't know it was Carrie Underwood until I searched it. Well, I know that I know that I dug my key into the side of his pretty little souped-up oh, four-wheel yeah. drive. Is it the same you know car? That song? <laughs> I think that's the boyfriend's car, the ex-boyfriend's car. <laughs> I was no, I mean, like, yeah, did she take his car from him after she keyed it all up? Why would she want it after she keyed it? Then she's got to get that body work done. Like I don't know. I was going to read more song meanings. But I also <laughs> wanted to mention I'm all over the place now. I'm sorry. That dinner break really <laughs> made me lose track. The person who did the artwork that I showed you a little while ago, uh-huh. they didn't just make it for K-Car. They made it for like all of the songs. What was their name? Happy Ambassador Art. They did... A bunch of different covers. Oh, cool. A bunch of different pieces of artwork, sorry. A bunch of different pieces of artwork for all of the car songs by Reliant K. Oh, wow. Which made me realize something I hadn't thought of. There's a lot of car songs. There's a lot of car songs by Reliant K. And this is maybe like the original one. Like, let's double check what other ones might be on this album. Obviously, Staples. Staples, yeah. I guess you could argue Hello McFly has a car, but they don't really mention the DeLorean. (laughs) Um,. Is Staples on the um, on the demo? Yes, it is. I think. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. I was able to call it from memory. I'm like, I remember hearing Staples on the demo. Yeah. So Staples and K Car are the earliest examples of of car of songs. Car songs. Yeah. Oh, and Breakdown. That's another one. There you go. Yep. Hold on. I'm acting like I'm. I figured that out on my own, but actually, I went to Happy Ambassadors page. <laughs> so okay, they list. All of they list of the K car of the car songs they rely on K song. Oh my gosh, that's leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> of the car songs Reliant K has done, Happy Ambassador Art did pieces of artwork for K car, Breakdown, Forward Motion, Devastation and Reform. Which I guess I don't know the lyrics that song as well as I thought I did. Yeah. At least we made it this far, which again I didn't realize there's a car in that. Maybe some of these are just motion songs. Oh, no. These aren't all car car songs. Because I still hate consequences. <laughs> oh, no. I still hate consequences has the traffic light. He's sitting looking at the traffic light. So I guess if there's an allusion to a car. Okay. I still hate consequences. Therapy. There's That's definitely arguable. a car. 
What? I mean, it's arguable if Which there's one? an allusion to a car or if a car is specifically mentioned, if it should count or not. And I saw, oh, yeah, yes. But therapy definitely has yes. a car because he's taking a drive just to drive. Uh, when You Were My Baby, which I definitely don't know that song well <laughs> enough to... Local Construction, and that's the last one. I, there's others. I feel like there's totally There's definitely others. others, but maybe those are the ones that this artist was thought... There's so totally others. I know, definitely. I'm not disagreeing. Are you looking right now? I'm just, like, thinking. I'm like, I don't know, because, like, you had... I We had... Oops, I'm playing the song. Whoops, there we go. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Um, We had... We had talked about this off mic a little bit, like right. earlier in the week about. But I didn't uh, give you their all list. The things that I was like, oh yeah, and I had mentioned before. There's so many car songs, and you had mentioned this week that you hadn't realized that. And then you you came up with that list, and I was like excited to hear that list. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think that's quite right. There's, there's definitely- a lot of car crashes. There's a lot of car imagery. Yeah. Car crash image. But maybe those are just the ones that this that Happy Ambassador Art felt like making images for. I'm not saying they they don't say that this is a definitive list of their car songs. So there's also that. That's also part of my deep dive. So K Car was such as a phrase, K Car Reliant K gives you so much junk online. I was doing stuff I had never done, like going like trying to search. You can't do multiple hashtag searches of Instagram. But what you can do is find one of those page one of, one of those websites that like auto saves all mm-hmm. Instagram posts. Yeah. And just do a Google advanced search within that of Oh okay. multiple things. Of multiple hashtags. So that's what I was doing. But it's still the results I have to like sift through. And that's how I found Happy Ambassador Art. Because otherwise K Car gives you all the pictures of people's Reliant K's. Do you have a Reliant K? Why don't you send us an email with a picture of your K car over at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet it to us at sadiehawkinspod or tag us in your K car picture on Instagram. Again, sadiehawkinspod. But the podcast isn't over yet. We're almost done. One more song meaning that I definitely wanted to read was Mara Louise 13 years ago said of this song. It's all about the metaphors, you know, like the car is the way of making the journey through life and how Christ can help them through life, no matter what's thrown at them. Well, I was listening to it before and that suddenly hit me. Good stuff. Good stuff. It's very on the nose, very to the point. I appreciate it. When you first said it's all about, I thought you were going to say the Pentiums, baby. <laughs> the Pentiums or the Benjamins, which one of the other. So we talked about, so let's get into, we don't even have a full cover section or whatever. Uh, We talked about the all work version. I put all the links together, all work version, self-titled version. Here is the only live version that exists online right now of the song. This is in Troy, Michigan in 2000 with a bunch of ungrateful little sons of guns. Have you guys ever heard of a Reliant K car? Anybody? Yeah? See, Matt used to drive, well, Matt still drives one, and I used to drive one. So we called our band Reliant K. And since Matt drove one first, I thought I'd try and be cool and write this song called K car to fit in with Matt in his K car. Yeah. So everybody would think I was really cool. Because me and my car were a lot cooler <laughs> than you at the time. Until you wrote this song. Until I wrote the song, then I was accepted among the masses. Um, but anyway, this song's called K-Car. It's about, uh, it's basically about the band and, uh, 
says we got a K car in the road of life and we're gonna get far if the driver's Christ. It's kind of just a little silly thing, but it's about it's about our walk, you know. We're we're gonna go places if if Christ is in the driver's seat. And uh, we usually start off the set with this song, but we didn't. And I'm done drinking water. This you song goes out to the punk rock kids. I'm glad you yeah, drank water, man. I've never drank water for a show before. That's nice. You guys ready for the play of the song? in hell <laughs> what he's like standing with this like wash of uh, a oh. red over him against this 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 <laughs> red wall I it's guess. just it's just a splash of light but yeah, it's yeah funny. that's weird i just now hearing them play it live and like they're just like going with you know matt Teeson's going without his pick just mm-hmm. strumming with his fingers <laughs> wide open like david park hates um and just hearing them kind of like struggle a little they even if mm-hmm. they're not struggling the sound like they're struggling yeah and hearing them just blast through the song like ramon style like let's just get <laughs> yeah. this over with <laughs> it makes me think even more how the structure of this song is so out of whack because yeah. i just realized the verse is like basically one line maybe one and a half lines and then they get right into the like the chorus is happening like within 20 seconds of the song starting it feels like so especially when you do the first verse and chorus and then you immediately already have a guitar solo, it's like the song just barely started. Like I don't even think Ram- I don't even think Ramon's songs are structured that way. And that's the whole point is like they didn't really know how they were how you write a write a song, so mm-hmm. that's why their song, especially in the first album, sound like outsider art. This <laughs> is even more like that. It's like you, you don't have a one-line verse going that's to the chorus. That's why the kids aren't paying attention, have, Dan. They're yeah. like Oh, this song is a little rough. But also, it's amazing because they sound like a local band. Right. And they just sound so cool. <laughs> <laughs> they sound so awful that it's amazingly cool. Um, So if you were wondering about comparing the original All Work version to the self-titled version, well, don't worry much longer because on SoundCloud, Valeri Lorman did a 2 minute and 40 2 minute and 40 second quote unquote mashup of both versions of the song. Okay. Now, it's not a mashup, but Okay. They called it K cars plural. I thought they were just going to put both tracks on top of each other Yeah. cuz I've done that before. I yeah. did that with I've done that with MXPX like comparing the life the two versions of life in general to each other. I think I've done that with some other stuff out of curiosity. That's not what they do here. Here's oh. what they do. Just a 
So they cut back and forth. They're just cutting back and forth. Interesting. It's like that um those beat swap YouTube videos mm-hmm. or that that uh that one where on every beat it's it's uh Amish Paradise and Gangster's Paradise, but it switches every beat. Right. <laughs> like they're doing the same thing, but it's this instead. Here's the chorus. So there's that. Yeah, the self-titled version is actually faster. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, like I, I think I was saying this before, basically as much as the first album has production problems... It doesn't sound great. It is a step up from All Work and No Play. Yeah. And then they take a huge leap forward with Anatomy. Uh, then here's our only cover. I had sent out a message for covers and no one answered. Uh, some people threatened to send us K-Car covers and it didn't work out. If you're out there and you didn't send us your K-Car cover and you were working on it, please finish it and still send yeah. it and we'll play it yeah, at the top of the show anyway. in future episodes. Absolutely. Uh, but here is the Princes of the Sun uh, back again. Whenever there's no other covers, we have theirs. And at least this week, they did a little slightly different instrumentation. Oh. You love it. I know you're the biggest Princes of the Sun fan I know. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's 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 rough. <laughs> it's rough like most of the Princes of the Sun uh, Reliant K tribute album. But it was interesting to hear. I don't know if that was an accordion or yeah. like a toy accordion or something. Right. That's, but, I was trying to figure that out as yeah, well. Yeah, but that was fun to hear, I thought. Especially in this song, which is so not a song. It's because it's a crappy basement backyard punk song right like relying k's song, that's what relying k wrote but to hear anything other than guitar and drums in it is instantly kind of funny and fun yeah. then we have not much else here's an fmv of someone named rad rachel and she's just driving around she puts in her relying k cd now she didn't have the goatee records black spine one with the ribbed mm. black spine she had with a clear classic jewel case. It's just a girl driving around in her car. I don't think she even has a K car. I think she's just like enjoying her car. I wonder if people thought like that the that it's the K car, like they didn't get that it's the oh. Reliant. So they're like, it's just like the band like Reliant K. That's car. a really good point. Yeah. So they're like, this is my car. Oh, I can't believe it took me this long to mention this, and maybe I've mentioned this other times in the podcast, but when I started listening to Reliant K, I started listening to them with the first album. But by the first or second album, I had a Reliant K CD 
or two sitting out and my mom and my dad were like walking around and they mentioned oh we used to own a reliant k (laughs) they didn't say like (laughs) oh what's that band they're called reliant k or ask me anything about it they just looked at the band name you know understood that i have all kinds of cds looked at the cd and we're like oh reliant k we used to own a reliant k before you were born that's funny i think my dad was like when he saw the cd was like oh like the car yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i just i can't believe it took me this to remember that my parents used to own a reliant k they told me they had one before i was born and like they either got rid of it because i was they were i was on the way or they got rid of it shortly after they got married or something like that but yeah, I thought that was funny at the time because I just love that. Because <laughs> I still, I always had secular and Christian CDs in my life. But I just generally had this thing that like, well, my parents let me listen to secular music as long as they don't find out if it's super dirty. And for the most part, I wouldn't listen to stuff that was super dirty. But if there was something that was going to, if they could possibly find an objectionable point to it, I would just keep those CDs where they belong and Mm -hmm. i had lots of other cds like weezer and maybe not all my green day cds but some of them reliant k mxpx anything that was christian i'm like oh i can just have this sitting i don't have to worry about putting that back right now there's no chance of them looking at that and questioning it but then they look at it and all they question is like oh we had one of those cars before (laughs) that's not how you spell reliant and i guess that's all the notes i have for k car i just wanted to double check i might have had one more list but my app just restarted it crashed and i'm almost back there uh oh so yeah last thing that we'll play since there isn't a lot of other k car stuff is that i don't know how you're supposed to pronounce this youtube user's name out loud but i guess it's it's black but without a c so b l a k and then I, 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 or it's black L, 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 L. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, look, that's the name. Oh, yeah. B, L, A, K, I, I, okay. I, I, something like that. And they uploaded this video. It's just a video blog in 2013. And they're just letting, they're just, they're just letting you know a few things. And here it is. I'll just play it. Sup? I'm so freaking tired right now. I've been up since... Seven-ish, and it's like almost one, so I'm almost 24 hours and two, like six hours away. I am so tired, but regardless, daily vlog, gotta do it. I know it's kind of like not really daily, but I'm trying to do it within 24 hours of each other, so that is considered daily. See, he's doing the thing that we were doing at the top of this show. Like, hey, I know we haven't, I know we're late with the episode. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff going on. Got to keep uploading. And you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. Get on I don't care. It. Just go on with the yeah. show. And that's why I cut it out when you do it most episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Today's rant. Um, first off, Reliant K, some people may like them. I like them. You need new CD out. I like forgetting not slow down, but it was old. It well, it wasn't old. It is old now, and you need a new city. When is it coming out? Please tell me. If for some reason you see this video, please tell me. I will review your CD for you for free. And keep it. That's how all <laughs> reviews work. All reviews are reviewed for free. So, Black LLLL uploaded this video in 2013, and hey. I know it only has nine views, 
But I'm I'm pretty look at the date. February 2013, he uploads this video saying Reliant K, you guys need a new CD. March, April, May, June, July, five months later, Collapsible Lung comes out. Wow. Clearly, they saw this video and we're like, you know what, he's right. We gotta start working did on it. Did he album. review Collapsible Lung? I didn't look if he did. I want to know. We'll figure that out. <laughs> and then he talks about how he's got a new car, and that's why it came up in the algorithm. Uh, well, let's see. He's got... He looks like he stopped uploading in seven years ago, but he has one called I Have an Art It was Collapse Belong. Collapse Belong did it. <laughs> that's Broke what... him. Interesting. So he was talking in this in the video I played about how he's got he wants to do a video blog a day. But then when I look at his videos, he's only got one, two, three, four, five, six. Only got six videos. And the first one is the one we were just watching. All right. So I'm like either YouTube is hidden or took down some of them or he took down some of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like he's like, oh, I got to do a video blog a day. Sorry, this hasn't been daily so far. But it was the first one. Yeah. He did a painting of Jesus. Do you want to see that? Sure. Okay, well, here is Black LLL's painting of Jesus. Oh, it's like, uh, what do you call that? Not stop motion, but... uh, Time lapse. Time lapse. It's a time lapse of him making a painting. Nice. He's putting like children's style letters, like the kind of letters you move around a, a refrigerator, but he's painting them up there. So how is this a painting of Jesus? I guess like it's abstract. Just, oh, okay, it's there we top. go. There you there go. There it is. Okay. So he painted a giant canvas. Like, that's got to be like a 10-foot canvas. Or is it a wall? No, it's a canvas. Oh, so okay. you can see it leaning. Or oh, whatever. It might be I a plank of wood it. for all I know. But he's taking this 10-foot canvas of whatever material. He painted, like I said, like children's style sort of letters, like in all these different colors all over it. I think, I can't tell what it says. I don't know if it's a Bible verse or something he's written. I can see the word God in there. And now over that, he's painting in black paint a face of Jesus. Cool. Is he frowning? I think that's his mustache. Does Jesus have a mustache? I guess he has a beard, so he has a mustache. You know, I never actually... I'm like, yeah, Jesus always has a beard. But then I never think of Jesus's mustache. You know what I mean? That's my new band (laughs) name, Jesus's mustache. Just like how I couldn't... It didn't click in my brain that the K car of the song is the K car of their name. Right. Just thinking to myself, Jesus has a beard, but that means Jesus has a mustache. It just never, never mm-hmm. was in my mind that way until now. And that's the kind of theological discussion <laughs> you look for from Sadie Hawkins pod. So we've already done our plugs. Jessica did them very <laughs> succinctly earlier. But yes, check us out on Instagram, uh, MySpace, Facebook. <laughs> Twitter. In- Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. Friendster. Is that a thing? It, it, was it a thing? It, was it ever a thing? I don't know. Was it part of Four the simulation? Square live journal. Check it. Give us a good review on Yelp. Oh, you know what? If you want to give us a good review on iTunes, I keep hearing from other people... I, from podcasts I listen to how please review us on iTunes it really helps out I don't know how it helps out I have no idea just saying we from being on the back know if it does yeah from not. now being on the back end of a podcast I'm like does it what does it do <laughs> I mean maybe if you're out there write us a review we have a bunch of five-star ratings which are awesome 
But if you want to actually write a review, thank you very much, whoever's yeah. given us those five-star reviews. And they haven't given us reviews. They've given us five-star ratings. Right. <laughs> but they haven't written reviews. So if you want to, please write an iTunes review. Because I'm curious what will happen. Will iTunes, will Apple send us a letter saying... You've been reviewed. You've been reviewed. You're like, under review. Yeah. Or you're under, <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to find out. So please... Send us those reviews. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 402-95-SADIE. Yes. And we'll catch you on the road of life with (laughs) Jesus in the driver's seat. We just wasted 87 minutes of your life. Yeah! Yeah!